Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython weekly meeting for August 3rd, 2020. My name is Scott and I work on CircuitPython for Adafruit. Uh, they sponsor me and a number of other folks to work on CircuitPython. Uh, CircuitPython is a beginner-friendly embedded version of Python for inexpensive computers called microcontrollers. Um, and Adafruit is an open source hardware and software company based out of New York. Uh, so if you want to support us, uh, a lot of the folks on this call, uh, please go to adafruit.com and order from them. Uh, it helps a wonderful company uh, do some more awesome open sourcey things. Um, this meeting uh, is all for our community for CircuitPython. We want to hear whatever you're doing around CircuitPython or Python or, or whatever. Um, this meeting regularly happens at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server. Uh, which you can join at adafru.it slash discord. If you'd like to participate in the meeting, please join the uh, voice channel on the left-hand side uh, at that time and let us know uh, if you'd like to speak because you must have a CircuitPythonistas role in order to do it. Um, if not, if you want to just listen in, that's totally cool. We're happy to have you. Uh, please just let us know that you're lurking. Uh, because as I will go over in just a second, uh, we do have some times where we do kind of a round robin through everybody in the voice channel who's not marked as lurking. Uh, we do have a notes document that goes along with this meeting because the meeting tends to be uh, an hour to an hour and a half, probably more like an hour and a half. Um, if you can't make the whole meeting, please just let us know and uh, we'll be happy to, to let you go over uh, all your stuff before you have to leave. And then you can check the notes and the recording later um, to hear more about that. As I said, the, the meeting is recorded, so just a heads up that the recording is posted to the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit, uh, along with a link to the notes doc so you can see all the topics that we covered. Um, speaking of what we cover, we have five different sections to this meeting. The first is community news, where we uh, give a preview of what is going in the newsletter tomorrow. Uh, it's a broad kind of overview of what's coming uh, into CircuitPython land and Python in general. Um, so I'll go over that first, and then after that we'll have State of CircuitPython Libraries in Blinka. This is meant to be kind of a short, concise section where we take an objective view of the health of the project, uh, kind of from the numbers side of things, uh, to ground ourselves in, in how we're doing in terms of involving people and, and getting, uh, getting through pull requests and things. So that's State of CircuitPython Libraries in Blinka. Uh, after that, we have hug reports. This is the first of uh, two sections that we do as a round robin. Uh, this first one that we do is uh, geared towards giving everyone a chance to say thank you to the folks that have been doing amazing work within our community. Um, so think of some folks that have been helping you or helping others, and you want to give them uh, some credit for that. Uh, the way that it happens is I will start, and then we'll go through the list of the folks in the voice channel uh, who are not marked as lurking in the notes doc. Uh, so if you just want to listen in, uh, just let us know you're looking and I'll, I'll skip over you. Um, if you don't want to speak up, because, maybe because uh, you don't want to turn on your mic or don't want to be recorded, that's totally cool. Just let um, your, us know that you're text only or lurking. And uh, I'll just read off the, the text that you have in your notes doc, which is uh, in the notes doc. Uh, I'm happy to read that for you. And that applies as well if you can't make the meeting. I'm still happy to to read off notes, even though you can't make it. Um, after hug reports, we have another section done just in the same way, uh, but this time called status updates, which is uh, take a couple minutes to talk about what you've been working on or what you plan on working on in the coming week. 
it's a great way to get an idea of who's doing what and also um, to know uh, or give tips and tricks and, and collaborate. So uh, that is status updates. And then lastly, we have a section called In the Weeds. This is a kind of uh, a free-for-all section where we cover any topic, even, if it though, even though it might be long um, or very technical or very detailed. So if you have a topic that you'd like to, to cover in, in the weeds, please drop, in the, drop it in the notes doc along with your username. And basically what we'll do is we'll call on people in order of the notes doc and cover those topics as we get to them. Um, so just keep an eye on that. If you don't know where the notes doc is, uh, you can go to the CircuitPython text channel, click the little pin icon, and you'll see a link there. Uh, we try to post it uh, a week before the show. So... Um, that will uh, you'll have all week to drop notes in there if you like. Although I I was in there last night and and there was only one person I think that had done that. So just uh, be aware that that's possible. Um, I should be better about that myself too. Okay, so let me find my recording window and take a time code, and then we will uh, go on to the first section here. So first and foremost, uh, this. We have community news, and again, this is a preview of the newsletter that comes out on Tuesday mornings, so uh, thank you in advance to Anne for putting this together. Uh, first up, we have a top secret sneak peek from uh, the Adafruit shows last week, which is a Black Lives Matter microcontroller board, uh, which is coming to CircuitPython. It says, Lady Ada is making final tests on the Adafruit Black Lives Matter board, shown on Ask an Engineer and Top Secret. This board shows up as a USB flash drive when connected to a computer to hold files, pictures, and CircuitPython code. It has four edge-lit LEDs and four capacitive touchpads and the iconic symbol on the front. Uh, common alkaline batteries power this board, and it has a lanyard ring for wearing. So there's a link to top secret there. Uh, next up in our preview... Uh, Redmonk's language popularity server, uh, also known as yet another programming survey, uh, had Python overtake Java, and Rust also reached the top 20. For the, for the first time since 2012, Java is not in one of the two top spots. Um, so there's a link to ZDNet. Next up, and I forgot to make this bold, uh, there's a Featherwing to Raspberry Pi adapter board. Uh, available on GitHub, so uh, check that out if you're a Raspberry Pi person but want to use a Featherwing on top. Um, heads up for those looking at uh, who use regular Python, there's been a couple new releases including uh, 3.8.5 which included a security hotfix, so uh, check that out. And then if you want to live on the edge, uh, the unreleased or unstable version of Python is 3.9.0 beta 5. Uh, 3.9 is coming, so please try that out and see how things are going. Um, next uh, uh, is thermal camera Python support. So the UTI-165 thermal camera Python example now works with Windows. Thanks to whomever fixed the bug we were having in OpenCV for Python. You can now gra grab frames from these low-cost thermal cameras on Mac, ca thermal cameras on Mac, Linux, and Windows, with a link to a guide there from the learning system. And last up, we have uh, three kind of housekeeping 
keeping things. Uh, first, uh, September 9th, uh, 9 2020 is the snakiest day of this year for CircuitPython Day. Uh, much more to come on the events and happenings to include a CircuitPython team live stream, collaboration with hardware and software folks, and highlighting all the things Python and Python on hardware. Uh, more information forthcoming, but if you'd like to participate, you have ideas of what we should do for CircuitPython Day, September 9th, uh, please email circuitpythonday at adafruit.com. Um, and David G asks if that is a low cost camera and I do, I do not believe so. I think it's a few hundred dollars. Um, Adafruit update, uh, just a reminder, as I said before, they sponsor a lot of us. <laughs> so, uh, Adafruit is shipping orders, uh, the, the team has been working really hard in New York to get everything back in stock. So if that's interesting to you, please check out, um, Adafruit, uh, not adafruitdaily.com, uh, adafruit.com, um, buy stuff there. They're doing a pretty good job getting everything shipped out, I think, as well. And last up, and again, a thank you to Anne for putting the newsletter together every week. Uh, you get all of the Python, CircuitPython, MicroPython news delivered directly to your inbox. Um, you can join by going to adafruitdaily.com. Um, and uh, thanks to Anne for putting that together. If you'd like to help out, one way to help out is to go to the check out the draft on GitHub um, and do a pull request to the draft and uh and we'll review that and get that integrated into the newsletter so uh we'd love to see your projects in the newsletter and highlight those for folks so if you have cool stuff please let us know and with that that's state of circuit python <laughs> no it's not uh, i did not get enough sleep last night uh next up is state of circuit python libraries in blinka um this is a chance for us to get kind of an objective view of the health of the project uh <laughs> mr certainly asked what's sleep um, I'll go uh, over the numbers overall and then the core and then hand it off to Katni for libraries and Melissa for Blinka. Um, so overall, uh, let me take a time code. Uh, we had 19 pull requests merged from 17 different authors. Um, Phil Schenk is a new one that I don't recognize. Nathan BNM is new. Uh, C. Walter is new, I believe, and uh, some other folks that have been uh, previous committers. So thank you to everybody for authoring pull requests to CircuitPython, the libraries in Blinka. Uh, we had seven reviewers, uh, and thank you to all our, all our reviewers. Again, as always, if you'd like to help us reviewing, please let us know. Um, we can only scale the number of authors so much given how many reviewers we have, so uh, we'd love to have more help with that. And... That's pull requests issues wise. We had 10 closed issues by five people and 18 opened by seven people. So we're net up eight, which is a bit more than I'd like. So let's uh, continue to be aggressive in getting those closed and, and uh, organized. 18 opened by 17 people. Uh, did I mess it up? I, I'm sorry. I woke up this morning to buy the, like, uh, to, to pre order the FPGA Game Boys sort of thing. Um, which I did manage to do, so I'm, it, it was worth it. Overall, um, we're towards the tail end of uh, the CircuitPython 6.0 development, which is very exciting. Uh, we Our li library account continues to grow, uh, despite the fact that I think uh, we, <laughs> we thought we were done with everything. We just keep adding new stuff, which is awesome. 
and uh, I, I'm seeing more and more people use Blinka as well. So uh, CircuitPython libraries is even a bigger thing than CircuitPython itself, uh, which is awesome. And credit to both Katni and Melissa for leading those uh, efforts. And with that, let's talk about the core, uh, where it all started, and then hand it off to those two. So first, um, on the core side, we had 14 pull requests merged from 14 different authors. Um, the, Nathan B&M is a new name. C. Walter is a new name here as well. Um, we had four reviewers. So again, thanks to our reviewers. <laughs> and uh, we have 13 open pull requests. Most of those are brand new. We do have a few, a couple that are older uh, that we should take a look at, but. Uh, nothing too concerning. Uh, 13 is about where we've been for a while. Uh, Issues-wise, we had three closed issues by two people and three opened by three people. Um, so we're net zero, which is great. For a total of 13, 315 open issues, uh, many of those, 281, are marked long-term, which means, they're, yeah, there's something we should do eventually, but not uh, don't need to do very quickly. Uh, we have a total of 12 open issues for all of the six, uh, 6x um, mouse, uh, like feature work that we should do pretty sooner rather than later. And then we also have seven issues not assigned a milestone, which are things that we need to take a look at and triage. Um, not too bad, and uh, we'll keep on that. So let me hand it over to Katni now for library stats. Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this is across all of the CircuitPython libraries. So everything that has Adafruit CircuitPython before it in the name. Um, we had five pull requests merged from five different authors. Uh, the oldest was 12 days uh, and the most recent was less than one day. Um, sort of new people, uh, Kmatch98, Phil Shank and 2BNDY5 are names that I don't see that often. So thank you very much. Um, and we had five reviewers. And that leaves us with 41 open pull requests. So we're up a bit there. Um, the oldest of which is 574 days, but that um, original author uh, was still working on it very slowly. So we were leaving it open. Mm -hmm. uh, we had five issues closed by three people and 13 open by 12 people, leaving us with 183 open issues. Nine of those are labeled as good first issues. Um, if you're interested in contributing to CircuitPython, the libraries are a great place to start, and you can check out circuitpython.org slash contributing. Um, you will find a list of open pull requests, a list of open issues, and a list of library infrastructure issues. All of those are ways that you can uh, get started contributing to CircuitPython um, via the libraries. Uh, you'll also find localization there if you're interested in translating CircuitPython. Um, check that out because we've made it super simple uh, with another open source project called WebLate. Um, and it has information there about translating CircuitPython as well. Um, you can search the issues by label. Uh, like I said, there are nine good first issues. So if that's about your level, um, you can start there. And if you're looking for something more complicated, we have uh, bugs and enhancements as well. Um, trying to think uh we oh we do have guides on using git and github to contribute to circuit python so if you're new to that don't let it stop you we're also available to answer questions 
So definitely if you feel like you're overwhelmed by the actual technical side of contributing, don't let that stop you. We will happily help you learn how to do that. Um, we had no new libraries in the last seven days, but a number of updated libraries that I will not read off. And that's where we are with the libraries. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. All right. Next up, we have a Blinka update from Melissa. Hello. So this week, we had uh, zero pull requests merged. Um, there are currently three open pull requests. Uh, there were two closed issues by two people and two open by two people, uh, leaving a net of 25 open issues. There have been 1,503 PyPI downloads in the last week, and we are currently supporting 52 boards. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Hug Reports. Hug Reports is a chance for us to say thank you to folks for the work that they've been doing. Uh, it's a great way both to thank folks, and it's a great way for us to see what we value as a community and reinforce it. So uh, please take the time to thank the folks that have been helping you and helping others. Uh, I will start, and then I'll go through the list of the folks in the uh, Discord. Uh, if you are just listening in, let us know you're lurking. Um, and if you just have notes for us, uh, drop them in the notes doc, and I'll read them off for you. And also, just a heads up, if you do expect or would like to speak up, uh, please let us know. And we need to make sure that you are in the CircuitPythonista's role. Um, so if your name shows up as purple or you know you're a CircuitPythonista, then you should be able to unmute uh, and do that. Otherwise, uh, just a heads up that, that you need that. Um, we had some issues last week with people just saying terrible things, so we, we locked it down. That's why that's why that's the case. Okay, uh, I will start, and then uh, next after me will be... Uh, I'll read from Brent, so... Uh, I'll go first. I'm still trying to figure that out. I think Jeff said that so smoothly about who was like on deck, who was coming after the person, uh, but I, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Okay. Um, first, uh, hug report to Hierofect for adding NeoPixel support to the ESP32 S2. I was happy to see that come in. Um, thank you to Aryang14 for implementing Memory IO. I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be really neat. Uh, way to provide limited access uh, to memory directly. Thank you again to Fede2 for helping with translations and being all around very helpful. Uh, thank you to Katni for leading this community and the folks that and leading the folks that make it awesome as well and, and getting new folks in. Uh, thank you to all the mods for responding quickly to spammers and mean people. I really appreciate that. Thank you to Tech for updating TinyUSB and CircuitPython. It was something I was meaning to do, and then I saw Tech create a PR, and we merged it, and it was great. Uh, thank you to IGRR, Ivan, for helping me through uh, the RAM linking issue that I hit last week on the ESP32-S2. And uh, thank you to White Quark from, uh, for creating NMeGen and, and MeGen as well, I believe, and uh, helping me with it on IRC as well. And with that, I will circle around and read Brent off after I take a time code. Uh, Brent says, uh, hug report to, sorry, I'm getting everything set up. Hug report to Tanute and Higher Effect and everyone working on the ESP32 S2. I got three from Mouser, fast delivery time, and I'm excited to catch up and start using them. Uh, in addition to that, a group hug. 
And next we have Dan. Hello. Hello. Find my list here. Okay. Uh, thanks to Jeff, um, who uh, a long time ago set up uh, some actions in GitHub to build uh, the MPY cross executables. We just failed to upload them. So I'll talk about that in status. Thanks to Jerry, who submitted a, a PR to update the frozen modules. Uh, I do that every once in a while, but it's nice to have other people do it. Um, thanks to the Guardian Wolf, who was trying to use our cookie cutter um, library, our library cookie cutter on Windows, and noticed that it doesn't work because there are vertical bars in the file names hmm. because of those horrendous curly braced <laughs> file names. Uh -huh. So uh, they have a fix, but it requires the next version of cookie cutter, which is still in development. So we'll wait for that. But that was really helpful. And thanks to all the community moderators uh, who discussed a whole bunch of things last week about moderation, and we produced a document which we're um, going to discuss with Discord about what's wrong and what might be done to fix it. All right, thank you. Thanks, Dan. All right, next up we have notes from David G and heads up FedA2. You'll be next after that, after I read these notes. Um, David Glad says, uh, hug report to the one reading this, uh, this time and all the previous ones, as it's really a comfort not to have to find a quiet place and a working microphone. Uh, nice. Uh, hug report to maker Melissa for pointing me to the image processing uh, for circuitpython.org. Uh, hug report to Sedacious and Carter for tracking where the LSM 6DS33 pedometer was lost uh, that was needed for some clue Adabox example code. And a group hug, as I failed to properly better target hug reports. And foamy guy is on deck, but next up is FedA2. Hey, everyone. Hello. So uh, I have a couple of hug reports. Uh, first, the first one is for uh, the community moderators. Uh, they were very diligent and very quick uh, checking things out. Uh, another one for uh, Adafruit in general, but specifically for Anne for organizing the Circuit Python Day. It's going to be fun. Um, also for Cadney for offering some help with something that we're brewing that we're going to let you know probably later. And uh, also a group hub for everybody, because uh, again, it's been very nice to, to work here with you guys. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Higher Effect is on deck, uh, but next up is Foamy Guy. All right. Um, this week, I got a hug report for Deshipu. Um pointed me in the direction of the git jerry, uh, cherry pick command last week. I was asking how to test out some potential changes with git, and uh, that uh, turned out to be the perfect um, tool that I needed. And I hadn't learned about it yet, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, to uh, Kinder North, a non-engineering, and ask Patrick W., all the new uh, CircuitPython helpers hug report to those folks for uh, becoming sort of Python helpers. We came match uh, 98 for digging into the core code and um, resolving an issue with the uh, the group, display IO group uh, insert function mm. uh, to uh, FETA2 for the, is it uh, Quetzal Blinka art? The, uh, the really nice art. I think Jeff put a, uh, posted that again in the chat just a few moments ago. Um, to uh, Anikdata and Katni um, for writing and pinning a, a really nice welcome message with some great links and helpful information for new users in the, the um, 
help with Circuit Python channel, and then uh, lastly, just a group hug uh, for everybody for making this such an awesome community. Awesome, thanks, Foamy guy. All right, Jeff Epler is on deck, but first we'll go to Higher Effect. How's it going? Um, so this week, uh, thanks to uh, Jerry Noodle and uh, Fede2CR for their testing and reviews on the ESP32 stuff that I've been putting up. Um, uh, huge thanks to Joey Castillo, uh, who created a e-paper breakout board called the Open Book um, that I was using a bit last week. And uh, he was really helpful all that week. Um, stayed up late uh, one night to, while I was kind of puzzling through some stuff. So really appreciate his work. Um, and then uh, to uh, Jeff Epler and uh, Dan for their quick fixes on main. Uh, we had some CI problems this week, and it seems like they jumped right on that. So uh, appreciate it. And that's it for me. Awesome. Thanks, Higher Effect. All right, Jacob T is lurking. Jerry is on deck, but first we'll go to Jeff. Hello. Uh, I first want to say thank you to V923Z for continued work on Microlab, uh, including a lot of time spent trying to chase down the documentation problems. Higher Effect, can you mute? Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, the documentation problems, which I think we almost certainly realize are an autodoc or Sphinx bug uh, by now, but we didn't know that up front. And thanks to Dave P for working on PulseIn and persevering with some snafus with Git submodules, which can be vexing. Uh, Dan H gave some helpful reviews over the weekend. And Jerry uh, tested some of my PRs and some other PRs that I saw go by. Thanks always for that. Thanks to Katni for a super long uh, help session on my recently published guide. And of course, the obligatory group hug, because all you guys are wonderful. <laughs> and Jeff, I think that issue has actually been fixed. Um, I think that um, A. Wetter, the person, on, the person who created Auto API, fixed it this weekend. Great. Uh, is that something that we pull in with an update to CircuitPython, or just Pip will give it to us? I think when they release it, Pip will, Pip will snag it. Uh, I haven't good. actually looked at the issue yet, but I think it's fixed. Yeah. Good, good. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Katni's on deck, but Jerry's up first. Hello. Um, yeah, thanks to Adafruit for being responsive to the, the moderator's pleas for, for help. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to the resolution of all that. Uh, to Fetty2 for pointing, me out, pointing out the DISTCC uh package. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, it looks really like a nice way to help speed things up a lot when you have a bunch of pies sitting around. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, higher effect for his ESP32 S2 NeoPixel support. If only I could get it to work on my system. It'd be great. And a uh, group hug to everybody. Awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. Uh, King or North will be read off after we go to Katney. Hello. Hello. All right, so I have a hug and a welcome to our new Circuit Python helpers, Kinger North, a non-engineer, and Ask Patrick W. Um, I have another uh, sort of sneak peek hug and welcome to our upcoming new mods, uh, Foamy Guy and Fede Two. Uh, I'm in the process of writing up a welcome to moderation document to provide to you, and that's what's holding up the promotion. But we will get to it very soon. I feel like um, we need a virtual ban hammer that we like grace somebody with. Right. <laughs> um, to, speaking of which, to community moderators on Discord for hanging in there while we continue to try to sort out the increase in moderation issues. 
to Jeff for running his first meeting last week. You did a great job. To Fede2 for powering through translating more guides and for Quetzalblinka and participating in CircuitPython Day. And finally, to Anecdata for putting together a getting started message for me to pin in the Help with CircuitPython channel. It includes links and uh, just a few quick notes on how to get started. And it'll be a great place for the CircuitPython helpers and others to be able to point uh, new folks to how to get started with CircuitPython. And that's what I've got. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Kmatch 98's on deck, but first I'll read off King or North's notes. Um, King or North says, a hug report for adding me to the CircuitPython helper's role and general group hug for all. All right, Melissa's on deck. Next up is Kmatch 98. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, Scott, thanks uh, to you for feedback on uh, where we're using up memory and display text, particularly some details on the tile grid and where memory's going. Uh, and second, Foamy Guy for you, so thanks for encouraging me this week. A few different avenues to pursue and helping me get focused on where to go. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah. I, I was thinking we should just make a special case version of TileGrid for just a single element. That's probably the simplest thing. Um, but yeah, brains. All right, I'll read off Mr. Certainly after we go to Maker Melissa. I wanted to give a hug report to Lady Ada for rewriting the PyTFT script in SD7789 driver because it was very impressive. Uh, hug report to Foamy Guy and Fetty2 as new moderators. And a uh, group hug. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, yawn. Uh, last up, we have notes from Mr. Certainly that I will read off here. Uh, Mr. Certainly says, uh, hug report to community moderators for being awesome in their collaborative spirit. And please welcome our new CircuitPython and community helpers. You're the role models of what our community aspires to. Seeing folks help each other out like this is why this community was created in the first place. Well said, Mr. Certainly. Thank you very much. And with that, we're on to status updates. Uh, status updates we do in the very similar way as around Robin, but this time we talk briefly about what we've been working on and what we plan on working on in the coming week as a way for us to stay in sync on what's going on and also give tips, tricks, or hints uh, to other folks who are doing things that we may know something about. Um, just a reminder, uh, a couple of reminders. Uh, next up, we have In the Weeds. So if you have any In the Weeds topics, now is a great time to add them. Um, just pull up the note stock and add them to the bottom under that section. Uh, besides that, uh, just an, also another reminder that uh, if you're in the meeting and would like to speak up but are not part of the CircuitPythonistas role, uh, let us know and we'll add you. Um, we've had some issues with people spamming, so you had to lock it down. Uh, but we do want to make it available for new folks as well. And with that, uh, let's go to, I'll read my status updates. We'll circle back and I'll read off, uh, and then we'll go to Dan after me. Sorry, I had to scroll. Okay, for myself, um, I'm making progress on the native Wi-Fi API. I wrote logic for scanning and now I'm debugging it. I uh, ran into issues with RAM linking and then also ran into issues with the partition size once everything, all the, the Wi-Fi networky stuff was linked in. Uh, so heads up that uh, after this gets checked in that you will lose your file system. So uh, be, be aware of that. 
Um, the scanning logic now executes without crashing, which is great because it did crash before and I couldn't compile it before. So I definitely made some progress, but unfortunately it doesn't return any results. So I think uh, there's some configuration I need to do to, uh, to the Wi-Fi that I'm not doing first. Um, so that's my top priority. Uh, and then in my spare time, I've been really interested. Uh, I've had a renewed interest in FPGA work. So I've been um, working on making it use Python abstractions, which is good, which is good, which is, uh, I think, more interesting. I think we can get to the point of having one Python class that is both the like CircuitPython driver and all of the hardware stuff, which I think would be really neat. Um, and then a heads up, I am planning on, I am taking Friday off to get outside and uh, take a hike. So I, I don't know exactly what time I'll stream on Thursday, but my plan is to just bump my stream a day earlier. So just a heads up for those of you who do watch my deep dives, that's going to happen on Thursday this week, not on Friday, because I will be outside. And with that, um, let's go. <laughs> no, thank you, Ann. I will take a hike. Um, we'll go to Dan. Hello again. All right. Uh, my 90% job is still working on BLEIO, the HCI protocol, implementing that as a native module in CircuitPython. So that's now, work is finally accelerating because I now kind of understand the whole picture of all the several different protocols that are used inside. And I understand the code that we're mostly stealing from Arduino BLE, converting it from C++ to C and doing a lot of other changes under the covers. So um, I'm now um, implementing, I had advertising work already and working on getting discovery to work. And um, <clears throat> it, in the same protocol set, I'll also get like reading and writing characteristics. And with when, I, when that's done, we'll be able to do stuff like um, Bluefruit Connect, basic uh, like UART, BLE UART kind of stuff. So I'm hoping to get that done. Uh, uh, it's going to, it's things are, now I'm beginning to see the light at the end. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and let's see what else. Um, I, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Jeff had built uh, MPY Cross executables. Uh, now, uh, I added some stuff to the uh, GitHub Actions so they get uploaded on every build. So now in the S3 place, there's an, an MPY cross directory with lots of MPY crosses. We still need to point to those from learn guides and things like that, but at least they're there. Um, also with Jeff, over the weekend, we had some problems with um, overflowing builds. So we both worked together and figured out how to squeeze them in. Um, I've had this problem for a long time where uh, on Linux, if you do certain things in CircuitPython, it can crash the Linux box, which is sort of distressing. So if you reformat the file system, for instance, you do storage.erase file system, it would crash the Linux box, not consistently, but often. And so it turned out if I just put a delay in, uh, disconnect from USB and put a delay in, that seemed to fix that problem. But it will still crash in other circumstances, like just unplugging the board. And there's not a lot we can do about that. Um, and finally, the CIRCUP program uh, was using 
making using bundles 4x and 5x, and I changed it to be bundles 5x and 6x, and that's now uploaded to PyPy if you use Circa. Nice. All right, and then so I'll just continue on BLE IOHCI, and also uh, we've had an issue. Someone said that they were trying to use our BLE pulse oximeter, and it wasn't working with our code, and this the version that we sell is slightly different from the version I tested on. So I'm going to check that out, but I tested it already and it seems okay. So I don't know what's, if there is indeed anything wrong. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. And did you want to talk about the thing you pinged me last night about? No, I figured it out. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm going to read off David Gloud and then we'll go to D. Harada after that. So, um... David says, uh, found that step tracker that was missing from the Clue library and reported an issue, and uh, wanted to change the unexpected maker ESP32S2 board image with a dark one, uh, but, not, but did not find the time. Actually, I wanted all board images to be with a dark background as my new screen was set to super bright. Yeah, I feel ya. Dark mode is nice. Okay, uh, Fed A2 is on deck, but first let's go to Dylan. So uh, last week I finished working on the astrophotography tracker. Um, I took it out once and I got some really good results. Second time I took it out, I had accidentally messed up the wiring, so didn't get that good results. But uh, regardless, it still works now. Um, I also designed a 60% mechanical keyboard that uses a uh, feather form factor board as the controller. Um, this week I'm going to be finishing up the learn guide for the astrophotography tracker and then designing an acrylic keyboard case for the keyboard and ordering and testing all that. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, Dylan. Okay. On deck is Foamy Guy, but let's first go to FedA2. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be waiting for the uh, astrophotography uh, guide too. Sounds, sounds nice. So uh, last week, I did a translation of the circuit Python library. Um, I was also testing uh, the new uh, NeoPixel uh, pull request for the ESP32S2. Um, I also commissioned the creation of uh, Quetzalblinka, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post the SVG and, and everything later. Um, for this week, uh, I'm going to finish the uh, circuit Playground Express uh, product guide. I'm also uh, telling you, I, I would like to, if possible, to collaborate on the on the PSRAM thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also uh, creating a website for SQL Python Central American Spanish, and uh, I have something in the weeds, but uh, okay. if no one has any, any objections, I'd like to uh, translate the, this, the website. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, a couple things. Uh, one, check with Bad Abby on Discord. I think they've been working on the P PSRAM thing as well. Um, and then I don't know why we would object to translating circuitpython.org, so that would be welcome. Um, okay, uh, Higher Effect is on deck, but first let's go to Foamy Guy. All right, um, for uh, last week, I found a, um, an issue in the progress bar library that came from one of the recent updates, um, and I got that fixed and put a PR in for it, um, and I also ended up creating a separate PR to update the simple test uh, to make it a little bit more efficient and um, clear uh, what was going on there. I was doing some extra stuff that didn't really need to be done. Um, I noticed uh, we talked last week about the uh, the Seed Weo terminal and Zhao devices, how they jumped up in the in the downloads list. 
Um, and I got to thinking about it, I think on Tuesday uh, or something like that of last week. And I went ahead and ordered one of each of those. Um, and I was really shocked how fast um, it made it to me from the other side of the planet. It only took, um, I think it was uh, at my house like three days after I ordered it. So, um, you know, big hug to those guys for, uh, for shipping that stuff out so quick. And um, I guess uh, to, to DHL for really having their game going. Um, but those devices are pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know too much about them before uh, I saw them last week, but I'm really impressed by the the terminal, especially um, these really neat little all-in-one package device. Um, some of the other stuff I did, though, I got back to work on the the JSON layout system. Um, so that's for Display.io. I added the uh, added progress bar to it, so now we can make progress bars from our layout files. And then I also added the sparkline shape uh, that was recently added in the shapes library. Um, I fixed a issue in a Clue uh, sensor project where it was running out of memory uh, after a recent update to the display text library. Um, so I was able to find a way to get that to keep its background color but uh, not run out of memory. Um, I learned how to use the cookie cutter utility for the first time. I had never messed with that before, but I figured that out this weekend and started creating the um, a library for a, a vector-based progress bar. Um, and then uh, for this week, I need to fix a few of those um, CI issues on the vector progress bar and then look into the community bundle and maybe submit that into there. And then uh, going to do some testing on the uh, bitmap label that came and I are working on as well. Um, the other thing that came up this uh, weekend was, I think Dan uh, mentioned the circa update, and I was looking into that as well. And I noticed um, on my system, I get some strange errors that print out uh, every time I use Circup, and I was thinking that um, there might be an issue with the way the logger strings are structured in that project. And then I had convinced myself that maybe just something of my own was out of date. Um, but there was another user on GitHub that reported they were having the same uh, issue coming from Circup. So I'm going to look into that a little bit more and figure out uh, what I need to update if there is something, um, or try to confirm uh, if that's actually an issue and figure out what uh, platforms it affects because it doesn't seem to be all that widespread uh, necessarily, but if it is an issue, um, try to get that fixed, but definitely just uh, look into it is the main plan. Uh, um, and that's it for me. Uh, thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Filmy Guy. All right, Jeff Epler is on deck, but first we're going to go to Hire Effect. All right. Um, so this past week, I uh, worked mostly on the NeoPixel and a bit on the Pulse In, Pulse Out implementation for the ESP32-S2 um, in between various other life things like going to the dentist, which took up more time than it should have. Um, uh, this week, I'm going to be continuing that work um, on the ESP32-S2 uh, as well as revisiting some older bugs. Um, I've been thinking, of, I, I was originally going to revisit or... Uh, really just visit um, F1 Flash to try and uh, get the F1 port. We've had someone uh, volunteer some work on porting the STM32 F1 to the CircuitPython STM32 port. Um, but unfortunately, my roadblock right now is that I can't find any good dev boards for it. Hmm. It's uh, the, the, the STM32 F1 series really focuses around one board, which is the uh, F103C8, uh, which is just too small for CircuitPython. It's got 128 kilobytes of flash. It's just, it's just too teeny. Um, and then above that, there's actually there's a, a, a good selection of F1 boards that are or uh, F1 
uh, SOCs that are above that in terms of um, flash and RAM that go all the way up to be comparable to the F4s, um, but nobody's built board for, boards for them. So I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm talking to the person who volunteered the port to see whether they would be interested in switching to maybe the F401 RE, which is, uh, from what I can tell, comparatively priced, um, and we already have support for it, obviously. Um, but, uh, if there's just, if there aren't any boards out there for the F1, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to spend any time on porting that. So, um, we'll just, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there, I think. Okay. Um, for, uh, fun stuff, uh, unrelated, um, uh, last week I worked a little bit with the open book, which is a, uh, e-paper, uh, dev board for CircuitPython, uh, made by Joey Castillo, um, and uh, the cool thing about that is that it has a little flash chip on there that has uh, Unicode uh, support built into it. So we came up with this um, uh, flash image for uh, an or flash chip called Babel, uh, which has uh, things like all of the kanji and, and uh, hiragana and, and various alphabets for uh, you know, Cyrillic, Chinese, Japanese, all, all of these different languages. Um, so uh, I got to play with that a little bit. I made a functional flashcard app for studying uh, Japanese and Chinese. Um, and, uh, it was a lot of fun and I appreciate, uh, Joey helping me out on that. So, um, uh, yeah, it was especially neat because I, I developed the app on, in Python and then moved it to circuit Python, which is, was a really cool way to develop that, uh, you know, I don't normally get to do when I'm, uh, doing embedded work. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's it for me. Awesome. Thank you. Our effect. All right. Jerry's on deck, but first we're going to go to Jeff. All righty. Well, uh, last week I spent the bulk of my time working on a new guide covering the SPI and SDIO breakout board, as well as the new SD card functionality in the 6.0 alpha releases. Uh, I moved a number of other PRs towards mergeability. Uh, I think the STM32 implementation of SDIO still isn't actually merged, for instance. Uh, and I worked on enabling frame buffer IO displays to be coded in pure Python with the purpose being support for the sharp memory display with display IO stuff. And my work this week really depends on how the frame buffer IO changes are received. I'm gonna talk to Scott about that when he's, uh, when his brain is a little less fried than today, I guess. Um, and so- You just get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, either uh, maybe we'll go with it, or maybe uh, we want to change the approach to do it fully in core. Uh, I think there are a number of payoffs to doing it this way, and we can talk about that later on, or I can talk about it more on the, on the pull request. And uh, I think the, the besides that is looking at how RDUPI enables C++ code to be linked in with uh, a version of MicroPython. And I looked at it enough to figure out that it's with CMake and like I've never liked CMake, so that's that made me recoil, but I'll edge back closer to it. And uh, for fun stuff, I've been uh, getting better at KiCad and I made and ordered a board which um, kind of combines a native fruit design for a frequency synthesizer it adds an external reference input and a trinket right on the board so that you will be able to uh, interact with it over serial and store your desired output frequencies. And so the boards will come in a couple weeks and I'll get to find out if this was a useful design or not, but it was really nice. Uh, and I should have hug reported people in PCB design 
who, you know, you post a picture and they post back ideas and hopefully you can figure out which are the good ideas and the bad ideas. Uh, anyway, that's what's up with me. Uh, so thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. And sorry about the noise. <laughs> this is like the last thing they have to do for the house across the street. Um, all right, next up, uh, let's go to Jerry. Hi. Uh, let's see. So, came across a, an issue with the with Pulsin and well, and we using it with the IR remote stuff on on M zero boards. And uh, Dave P has put in a PR, but right now I'm, I'm still struggling to get it to work uh, on the M zeros. Um, doing some odd things, but it's in in work. And um, I tried testing out um, Hierofix NeoPixel PR, and for some odd reason it works for everybody but me so i'm just feeling very left out but i can deal with that and um we'll we'll, we'll keep, keep troubleshooting that It'd be interesting to figure out what's going on um let's see i put in a quick pr to, to update the frozen libraries and boy that's got to be the easiest pr ever so if anybody want, ever wants to do something quick to, to help out it's a, it's, a, it's a real simple pr to generate <laughs> and um I've been doing more, I did some testing of GCC 10 um, and ran into a, a real problem that it, it works fine for my SAMD 21 builds, but it totally breaks my SAMD 51 boards. So I'm wondering if anybody has actually generated and tried a UF2 on a SAMD 51 board built with GCC 10. And, uh, I think I was on a Pi Portal. I think I did on a Pi Portal and it was okay. All right, I can try a Pi Portal because it definitely failed on a Grand Central and a um, and a M4 Express. I mean, it just uh, I can't. It, it just goes into I think goes to safe mode, but it doesn't. I mean, it can't get to the to the red hole, but the yellow light comes on. So um, I'll look yeah, that, that sounds more. like safe mode. Yeah, and um, then I did build GCC 10 uh, ARM toolchain for the Raspberry Pi. So if anybody needs it. You can send me a, a note, uh, a DM, DM me your email address, and I'll give you access to my, my Google Drive link if you want to grab it. Um, or if somebody wants to put it somewhere where it's more accessible, that's, just let me know. I'll make it available. Yeah, I just have a tarball of the, uh, of the, of the uh, distribution. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Hopefully this on the recording isn't too bad, but there's literally like a vacuum truck right outside my door. So I'm trying to like at least change it, turn it off, turn my audio off during the recording because Discord's doing a good job of filtering it out, but not. You're not, not hearing it here. You can't hear it? Nope. Oh, I, I, you're pretty quiet. I think on the recording it's going to be worse though because the, uh, like Discord has that all, all of that um, audio processing that they do for background noise. So uh, check out the recording. I don't think it's going to be nearly as clean, but it's all good. Okay, let's go to Katni. All right. So last week, recruited some new CircuitPython helpers following up recruiting one of two of them into community moderators. Uh, helped anecdata with formatting on a very well-written message full of great CircuitPython getting started links and info for me to pin in the Help with CircuitPython channel on Discord. Uh, helped fit a two with a guide issue. Turns out it's by design and there's no solution for now. Um, created three new fritzing objects, including the Grand Central M4, which is the most complicated one I've ever done. And of course, it was full of weird problems because why not? 
and updated the BME 680 guide to feature the STEMIQT version of the board. This week, update the 0.9-inch 128x64 OLED graphic display guide with the STEMIQT version. I'm going to be doing the frisking diagrams for the already written AS7341 guide. Um, updating the M0 default files on the CircuitPython default files GitHub repo. We have a, a GitHub repo for uh, files that ship on boards and the M0 boards, uh, the files that ship with them were updated recently. So we need to update that. I'm in the middle of finishing the ICM 2948 um, fritzing objects. So I need to finish that and then start the guide for it. Um, I need to link the default files for the Metro M4 Express Airlift Guide and then reply to a forum post on it. And uh, eventually we need to update the Motor Kit Guide with using multiple I2C um, hardware. So multiple I2C objects, I guess it's a thing that comes up in support at least a couple times a month. So we need to do that. And I have um, already started uh, communication with um, Justin about CircuitPython, translating circuitpython.org, so we can uh, move forward with that in a appropriate manner. And that's what I have. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Okay, on deck we have Kmatch98, but first I will read off Kinger North. Uh, Sorry for the noise for folks who can't hear it. Uh, last week, I did another live stream on my YouTube channel for my show, Microcontrollers with King or North, and the topic was Trinket M0 with CircuitPython and Arduino. There's a link in the notes doc to the YouTube from King or North. Uh, they say, uh, this week I'm working on a couple of projects for my model railroad layout for an automated turntable and a way scale for, uh, for mine. Also, this week I'm setting up a course for the local college for a fully online Arduino programming course using the Adafruit Metro X kit. CircuitPython courses are coming later. Awesome, Kinger North. Maker Melissa's on deck. Next up, we have Kmatch98. Good, thanks a lot. I've uh, been working on how to display text more efficiently. So, I've been working with a library of display text to create an alternate to the current label. Uh, it's mostly done as of this morning, but needs some more testing, which will be the work for this, uh, this week. Uh, also, my first PR for the uh, display I.O. Uh, luckily, I didn't break anything, I don't think, in the process. So I hope that actually fixed the bug rather than creating two more in the process. So it's an achievement for me to contribute there. Uh, and then this week, uh, like I said, testing and then trying to think about what the next mechanical project is. My 3D printer has been quiet for for about a week, so it's uh, feeling lonely. So i got to figure out what's next for that. Right. Thanks, Kmatch98. All right, last but not least, we have Maker Melissa. Uh, hi, last week I worked on refactoring the Matrix portal library, and I'm getting close in that. Uh, I tested the Raspberry Pi high TFT driver changes made by Legata, and this week I'm going to test and fix uh, some other high TFT issues related to rotation and touch. And I'm going to finish up refactoring and testing the Matrix portal library and getting that tested. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Maker Melissa. All right. That's it for status updates. Thank you, everybody. Uh, next up, we have In the Weeds, which is a chance for us to talk about all sorts of different topics. 
And I'm going to try not to participate too much because I do think that this background noise is probably pretty bad in the recording. So uh, we'll go up to FedA2. Thank you. Uh, it's just a, a small issue uh, with the with the website, so I, I wanted to translate it. So um, I asked for uh, how would anyone want, like to to manage it. Uh, Dan, for example, says that it's okay, but he would like to have a, a language uh, selector, which uh, sounds absolutely fine. And uh, Katni says that yeah, she already contacted Justin uh, to see how we we could get it translated. So yeah, I just wanted to know if anyone uh, has any. I don't know any any preferences about how would how would they like to manage the um Justin's the one who's going to make that decision um because Justin's the one who will work with you on altering the code to make it do the things we want it to do um so I will message you tomorrow um and we'll loop Justin on what your plan is and we can all discuss how best to go about making it happen Absolutely. To to me, it sounds perfect. Uh, anyone else wants to? I would just say I just wanted to make it clear that uh, Justin is one of the folks that Adafruit pays for web development, so he's full time with Adafruit. So that's why we're delegating to Justin. Okay. Well, uh, that's actually uh, great for me because in the weekend I was trying to to understand the Jekyll thing a little bit. But uh, yes, if somebody else uh, is going to do it, it's, it's of course better for me. No problem. And yeah, yes, I think uh, he, David he should be able to get uh, you no... going. Cool, thank you. And yes, uh, David says on the chat, uh, don't use flags. And yes, I'm absolutely uh, 100% on that. So yes, we're, tr we're trying to use uh, language codes. All right, do you okay. want to go to your second topic? Sure, yeah, let's, let's move on. And the second one is more like a like a question for everybody. And uh, I've noticed that so, that the on the downloads page is uh, is based on how many people download the image for a certain board. And uh, I noticed that the boards for the the wheel terminal, for example, it jumped it jumped uh, to to the uh, to boards that have been downloaded a lot. So. Uh, I have that that question. It, it, it was a big surprise to me that it, it was a jump so fast versus like, for example, the Arduino ports or something like that. So my big question for everybody is, um, is that normal? Is, is that uh, something normal to, for, uh, to happen just because of, of the Chinese population? Another question is, uh, should we start doing Mandarin translations for code and, and, and guides or whatever? And the other one is, uh, what what other other um, big power vendors that we could uh, extend a hand to to get a similar uh, response? Thank you. I think the reason that it jumped, like to give it some perspective, I think it it made it in the top eight only by getting like a hundred downloads or something. Um, I I think the top board is only two hundred and fifty downloads or something. So it's not it's not thousands of downloads to get up there. Um, and I think, you know, the reason that they're there versus like the Arduino boards is simply because um, they've been promoting it on their blog, right? Like uh, they have an audience and uh, and they also have low cost hardware that I think um, people have just been interested in. Uh, I don't know whether it's actually for the Chinese downloads. I suspect not. 
Um, I can get you those numbers because I literally, like, it's raw logs that I'm aggregating when I pull those numbers. Um, I did talk with Seed about doing the Mandarin translation, um, but it's it's a pretty challenging thing because of the character set um, in terms of, like, the terminal support. So we what we need to do for languages that have lots and lots of characters is we actually need to split apart um, the like terminal stuff from having translations um, and then we'll just have like we'll have even bigger builds uh, in the in the core for storing all the different Unicode characters um, in terms of what other big hardware vendors there are that we should extend a hand to I don't you know I I've talked with Paul from Teensy a lot um, one bits Peter from one bit squared is pretty interested um, tiny circuits dabbled in it a little bit um, but I don't I don't know who exactly uh, we should reach out to besides that um, Arduino themselves have said that the MicroPython is coming to the Portenta but I haven't actually seen any sort of actual release for that so I don't know what their timeline is um, honestly I think some people are a bit scared to jump into it because Adafruit in the maker world is uh, kind of big, kind of a big name and they're hesitant to like they it, it it's not a differentiating feature for them if they run the same software so um i think it's interesting and i i i would encourage you to push folks to to take a look at um or to to find a hardware maker you like and encourage them to support CircuitPython on it um because we definitely want to support as many boards as we can uh, but that's really up to those companies, not not up to Adafruit folks. Does that answer the question? Yes, sure. Uh, thank you. Okay, cool. All right, last up we have uh, something from Jeff. Yeah, so um, I've just been noticing, particularly in the hug reports, uh, there are a lot of hugs to uh, people who are engaged in parts of the community that are not CircuitPython. And I wonder at what point we would talk about having a voice meeting that was not centered around CircuitPython, but that uh, deliberately included these other portions of the community. And, and I don't know what form that would take. So this is more a uh, suggestion to start people thinking about it, I guess, than to come to a conclusion right at this moment. Uh, whether we want a meeting for moderators and helpers, whether we want a general community meeting, whether we need a new way for the community to connect. And, you know, it's not that there's any problem with uh, thanking the community moderators in here in this meeting, because most of us are represented, uh, not all of us. Uh, anyway, just something that is on my mind, and I think if we think through it, we might find that there was space for a voice meeting that was not centered around CircuitPython and brought more people into closer contact. Would, would the topic mostly be moderation or would we be talking about like, you know, other topics on the discord, like PCB design and, and, you know, radios and robotics, like people have lots of other projects, that, that kind of stuff. Or, or is this mostly like a community guidelines and, and moderation kind of thing that you have in mind? Well, I mean, I think it could go either way. And in a way things uh, show and are getting that community part. Am I cutting in and out or can you hear me? Okay. I see my little green circle is a little dubious. You, you flickered once, but you're, you're generally All right. Um, so anyway, I, 
I first started conceiving the, of this as maybe for the the moderation and community leader side. And then in my brain, it started morphing into well, what makes, I mean, besides that we are special, what makes the circuit Python special and that we shouldn't have this around other things that are taking place on the discord. So yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for. This is kind of, you know, think about it and maybe give something a try in the, in the future, particularly if there's somebody who wanted to drive the idea forward rather than just idly thinking of it like I do. I mean, I would definitely be interested in anything that has to do with kind of uh, out of CircuitPython projects. Uh, I think probably the challenge you would want to think about if, if, it's, if it's, you know, uh, what's the differentiation between, um, you know, community moderation topics, like what, what's kind of the driving element? Because CircuitPython has a very dri driven element where like everybody has goals, people are reporting on what they did. Um, you know, if it's, if it's, I think you probably want to figure out what the structure would be, uh, you know, first and foremost. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, this meeting does have a structure and so we know what we're doing and we know when we're done. Um, but I, I don't know it, it is there anybody else who would enjoy showing up for like as a, an alternative or supplement to to show and tell for like sit more centered around the the voice aspect of talking about projects that they're working on because i i think that kind of sounds like fun although i've already got a couple of outlets that are like that so i'm not 100 percent sure i need yet another one i think that's the boat i'm in like i have this meeting and this meeting takes a while and i have the other meetings and show and tell um, mm. and i do hardware happy hour as well that's kind of my like project show off my project sort of thing um i mean it doesn't have anything to do so. with um oh sorry i, I did go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. um it doesn't have much to do with the community moderation i would be down i, I don't have a hardware happy hour in my area as uh, scott does um so uh you know if anybody was interested in doing like a hardware a hardware talk i would totally be down for that I'll also plug the fact that hardware happy hours are all virtual at this point. Um, we do have a Discord server, so I'm happy to give you an invite for that. Oh, that will that that would that would that would also work. It's true. And our our Seattle ones on Thursday, so you're welcome to join that. Yeah, we could also. I mean, we could we could try and cross coordinate. You know, um, some of these other related groups. I guess as a part of this meeting, maybe you know, like talking about some of the other groups that can be joined. Or I, I don't know. Probably not in the meeting, but. I don't know, somehow cross-propagating something like that. All right, well, uh, thanks for letting me cover my subject. Sweet. Thanks, Jeff. I think it's a good thing to think about. I think we should definitely think more broadly about this community. Okay. And I, 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 well, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to wrap up. Yeah, I was, just, I was just going to make a final note that people have been a lot of people have been thanking each other for PCB help recently, and mm -hmm. I, I've definitely been helpful for the PCB help. Um, so I, I think that that is an indication that people are definitely talking about their own hardware, um, sometimes even you know selling or, or marketing it. Um, right. And uh, so that might be a cool thing to explore. Yeah. Another thing is like we could consider doing like a PCB helpers role, uh, but that's really on Katni. Oh, that would be cool. 
because Katni's been doing a great job of like promoting folks to those helper roles. So I don't I don't know whether she wants to take that on or not, or whether you want to hire facts. You could do that too. I, I I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, cool. I'd have to know more about what it involves, but uh, yeah, sure. Just managing roles, I think. But sure. Kat, yeah. Katney, Katney yeah. knows more about about it than me, so I'll leave it up to her. Cool. All right. Um, ah, something more. Jacob T says the show and tells are tricky for my time zone, but I'd like to join something similar on Discord at a time similar to this meeting. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, Potentially, we could do a show and tell in the morning. I didn't um, Noe and Pedro do early morning show and tells for a while. Um, I think they may have. Um, Katni says they did a couple. Mister certainly says I do see where you're coming from. We're getting some cross pollination from personal projects and moderation topics, mainly because we're mostly here all the time, all at the same time. I'm okay with these things coming into the CircuitPython meeting, and it's something to think about spinning off into a community-focused event, question mark. I don't know what it'd look like, or if there'd be enough momentum and individual availability. Yeah. Yeah, so FedA2 kind of re-emphasizes the need for another show and tell time as well. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to wrap us up. Uh, thank you, everybody, and sorry for the background noise. Um, this has been the Adafruit or the CircuitPython Weekly for uh, August third, twenty twenty. Uh, I'm Scott. I work for Adafruit on CircuitPython. We do this meeting every week. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, you can join the Discord server where it happens by going to adafru.it/discord. Uh, that will get you in. Uh, if you can't listen to it live, uh, you can find it on the Adafruit YouTube channel because we record it at uh, youtube.com slash Adafruit. You can also find it on um, podcast services. So we take the audio out of that YouTube video and, and put it on podcast services if that's your jam. Um, it happens Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. So that's when you want to show up on Discord in particular, although you can chat with us all week there. And uh, if you haven't, subscribe to the Adafruit Daily newsletter, adafruitdaily.com. Uh, select Python for microcontrollers for all of that content. Uh, Jeff points out in the notes that there is also a calendar uh, that you could subscribe to so that you have them show, have the meeting dates show up on your calendar. Uh, we do uh, change it from time to time when Monday is a US holiday because most of the, a lot of us are in the US. Um, so the meeting calendar will tell you when that is the case. And uh, there was one other thing I was going to say, and I forgot. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, anyway, oh, um, if you want to get notified about the meeting and meeting changes, uh, join these, ask us to add you to the CircuitPythonistas role on the Discord server, your name will change to purple, and you'll be able to speak during the meeting. So uh, just let us know if that's if you want to join that as well. And with that, uh, thank you all. It's been great to talk with you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, all. See you later.